0: Everybody and welcome to the Circles and Squares news report for Monday, August fifteenth, twenty twenty-two. Part of the Circles and Squares podcast experience. Uh, I'm James, and that's Katie. And welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, Kate, welcome. How are you?
1: Good. I'm. I'm real good. You know, living my best summer life right now.
0: <laughs> it's oh yeah, hot.
1: things are good. <laughs> good, good
0: i would like to inform everybody that i took my switch outside to the park uh the other day just oh. as, uh, I t-
1: you're just like the people in the commercials <laughs> i was gonna
0: say just how god intended it i took my switch outside mm-hmm. and i played some live alive and i am now four chapters down so basically reached the halfway point on live alive and so far i have thoroughly enjoyed it it's it's like black mirror but for like really bite-sized little rpgs it's it's fantastic
1: Mm. and i can't wait
0: to see like how any of it links together at the end
1: that is impressive and that's like the kind of game that's good for that sort of thing but i will challenge you you think the park is good have you ever taken it on a rooftop because that's always what the commercials are right it was like some party on a rooftop and like there was that one dude that their switch
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) and he's like sitting in a hot tub with a beer in one hand and his switch in the other He's well, playing I'll with a single Joy-Con, turn. of course, because he's got his switch like with the little kickstand on the side of the hot tub. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's right on a little like table.
0: Yeah, no, right on the edge of the hot tub. You gotta you gotta take it to the party and you gotta live it up. Um gotta, No, I, I've live not live. done that. I've not done that, but um, you know what? I don't go to a lot of rooftop parties. I'm just gonna admit mm-hmm. that freely. And so if I ever get invited uh, to one, um, you know, especially like the taller the building, I'll definitely have to prioritize bringing the switch.
1: Right. Maybe you save know, that last switch- live
0: alive chapter.
1: Yeah, you don't bring your Switch to, like, a five-story roof party. Like, come on, that's small. You need at least, like, ten stories to get to go. Well, I mean,
0: I, I was just asso- associating, like, taller stories with a fancier party. So, like, the fancier it is, the more I want to bring my Switch, basically.
1: Right, of course. Of course. That's what I was
0: thinking. <laughs> All right. Well, this is not a a show about my Switch playing habits. This is actually a news show. So we'll get right into the news. Um, Of course, we start off with the PlayStation news of the last couple of weeks, followed by uh, news from around the games industry. And then we'll finish it off with just something that's pretty damn cool this week. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, it's just something a little off topic. That's kind of cool. So we'll finish the show off with that later on. Um, So let's get right into our biggest story of the day. And this is just one that's, (laughs) I don't even know how to feel about this. So I'm reading this from Pure Xbox, but it was a report, I think actually that came uh, somewhat surprisingly from the Brazil Administrative Council for Economic Defense. Um, I guess this is part of like some litigation stuff going on with Activision being bought by Xbox and just having to go through all of like the economical side of like a multi-billion dollar purchase or million dollar purchase. And so... For some reason, like, this is all leaked from Brazil's council meeting with Sony, I guess, and Xbox about the acquisition. And essentially, this is, uh, it's its kind of come out at, during this that there's accusations that Sony actually pays companies to keep their games off of Game Pass. And so, it's an interesting thing to get brought up. And with so many things, like, coming to Game Pass these days, and it's just, like, you recently, this is an interesting thing for you to think about since you just recently got Game Pass and are, are sort of getting you know, involved in that whole thing now. Like, what do you feel about this? Do you think Sony's actually doing something like this? Like, where where's your uh first initial thoughts?
1: I mean, I'm I'm full in the Game Pass life, right? My bias is out the window. Like, don't <laughs> don't prevent things from being on game pass. I've paid like three years of it already. Right, <laughs> like, right. i committed. Um but I mean that this is crazy. Like it, it's pretty like meager in terms of details so like it's hard to tell if if like this actually is happening or if it's just kind of a, a fluff allegation but like it's just it's a little bit of a slimy move right to pay someone to especially when they have their own service like you think maybe you'd pay them to like also put it on your like streaming platform versus paying them to not have it on xbox <laughs> it just seems a little a little slimy
0: yeah it's that's a good way to put it, actually, just because like, why would you not want to share the wealth and sort of pay extra to have it on your service also instead of doing the, you know, the takeaway method? Um, it is interesting. I don't know. Like, I, I've kind of been thinking about this and I'm wondering, like, yeah, if it is being a bit overblown because I'm thinking of things like Sony's paid for a lot of games to have timed exclusivity on their platform in the past. Like, I'm even thinking about... Um, final fantasy 7 remake which was announced as a timed exclusive for playstation still hasn't come out on xbox like there's obviously a deal there that will expire at some point and then that game will come to xbox and i'm I'm just thinking like you know this is this really that um different than, than some things that sony that that um have happened the other way around too and so i don't know like it just seems to me like Sony, if this is true, is like, oh my god, Game Pass, like, that's a really good service. They're trying to catch up now with what they're making, but I don't know, like, it just seems like, yeah, this is a really evil thing to do if it actually ends up being the case.
1: And it's like, this is just, like, the shitty business side of it, because it's like, okay, I, I don't see why that would be, like, you know, like, illegal, or they couldn't do it, but it just seems sort of shitty, and, like, time exclusives are one thing, right? Because it's like, okay sure it sucks for people who just have an xbox and they want to play like uh ken or like whatever stuff like like it's timed exclusive but like eventually you'll get it so that it feels a bit better but just to be like no you can't play with this toy like only <laughs> we're gonna play with it is is kind of shitty but then again i mean they're buying up all these studios and like kind of going down that path like on both sides so i think it's just you know it's just an unfortunate reality of, of how the industry is going
0: yeah yeah totally i think too it's like it, isn't it kind of an admission on sony's part of like yeah we know our service isn't as good as game pass <laughs> because we have to prevent game pass from getting even better while we catch up like they're yeah. they're sort of admitting you know if they were really confident in the, the new services they're putting out and obviously they they still need time to grow it the like game pass has been going on for multiple years now and has had time to sort of get established whereas Sony's very new in this whole subscription thing. So maybe they get a bit of a pass, but at the same time, um it pass in terms of like quality of their service. But at the same time, like this would be a huge admission of like, oh no, like we we're so clearly <laughs> out of our league here in terms of the the subscription service. Which uh it's possible,
1: yeah. but it's also possible like, there's no timeline on this. It's right, it's possible too like this was from like a year and a half ago, like before Sony had their version and so it was less like Oh, is ours is crappier in comparison versus like, oh god, Game Pass is steamrolling everything. Mm-hmm. And like, uh oh, we want it to slow down.
0: Yeah, um, that's true. That's true. So what one I, of the I things? Are... Oh, go ahead. Go
1: ahead. I, I was just gonna say I always take these things with a grain of salt because, like, you know, like journalism is like an industry in and of itself as well, right? So unless there's like very clear your confirmation that something's true it's just kind of like oh yeah all right cliff exciting for a week and then are we ever going to hear about it again maybe maybe not so
0: sure i think that's one of the things like we i don't think we ever really will know the exact truth about this just because like why would you ever put out any kind of press statement about this you know they they would just deny it no of course we don't do that and that's kind of it right um this article also talks, one one last point is about Call of Duty and the, the whole, you know, will Call of Duty become, there's a there's a linked article, I should say, that kind of attaches to this one about like Call of Duty being um, so influential in terms of console sales. And a huge reason why PlayStation has been on top for so many years on, on top of like, you know, their their own games they've been making is that Call of Duty has been mostly marketed alongside the PlayStation since I think they said 2015 with... Um, one of the Black Ops games, and so now that Activision is going to obviously the Xbox side of things, like there's been that whole debate will Call of Duty stay um, multi platform or not? And it looks like that is the case that it will stay multi platform just because of um, some comments by Xbox saying, you know, it's so lucrative, it's such a big money maker, like, why would you not want to have it? on um everywhere it's available so at least uh sony won't have to pay (laughs) try and pay their way out of keeping uh call of duty on that on the playstation for those that care about that um interesting stuff though We'll, well i'm definitely interested to see if there's like more evidence that comes out of sony doing this just because that is like the kind of thing where you don't have a good feeling if they were to be doing that um for a lot of games so so let's talk about games that are downloaded on the playstation of course these some of these may be uh games that have been blocked from game pass well we may never know but our second story here we always like to go over uh some of the top downloads so we've got the july 2022 uh top downloads from the playstation store i'm just going to go over the ps5 games from the u.s and canada so we can uh you if you're interested in other systems or um You know, uh, other places in the world, you have to check the the data out with the link uh, from the PlayStation blog. But on the U.S. and Canada ranking list, um, we have a new number one. Something has taken up. I believe Grand Theft Auto was number one um, last time we did this, right? It was near (laughs) number one. But new number one, Kate, we have Stray as the top download um for july 2022 i wonder now how much of this is helped by stray being on the um playstation extra subscription service because obviously like a lot of people who have that subscription would get stray quote-unquote for free from the service but great to see stray at number one grand theft auto of course stays at two and we have a lot of the usual suspects you know nba and all this stuff but uh elden ring still at number eight kate top 10 you can relax uh <laughs> we're all good hanging one <laughs> exactly, exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but anything stand out to you? You got any, any game you're surprised to still see um, in? Or
1: I mean, I'm stoked for Stray. I think that game looks great, and I'm excited to pick it up at some point, so I'm glad that it's getting a lot of attention. Uh, the Quarry is number five, which is kind of cool. Um, just those, like, interactive games, I find, like, I just think they're just kind of niche and not tons of people play them, so it's cool to see the quarry up at number five.
0: I agree with you. I'm I'm really shocked that game is as high as it is. To be honest with you, like, you know that it's a niche genre, and it's it's also the kind of thing where it's like, it's just a smaller release. Like it doesn't have the the kind of marketing that a lot of these other games have. You know, like it's the middle of baseball season right now, and it's beating out MLB the Show, which is a you know by all accounts like a a game that sells really well every year. It's beating out Call of Duty, um you know it's just it's just way higher than i thought it would be that's a good point Uh, for me the one i'm interested that it's even on the list is far cry 6 and i know far cry has been it's been a big franchise that people know for a long time but have you heard anything at all about far cry 6 ever (laughs) since that we saw those commercials with giancarlo esposito in them
1: Because I I don't remember I was just going to ask, is that the one with the Breaking Bad actor? (laughs) It is, yeah. That is all I know about Dark Crisis.
0: So, but you remember, like, they did so much marketing around that leading up to it. And he was, like, so... So much. So clearly shown, like, oh, Giancarlo's all over this game. And I haven't heard a word about it um, since it came out.
1: I'll be honest. I've heard so little about this game that I didn't even know it was out. (laughs) I I did not even know it got released. (laughs)
0: right yeah yeah
1: and you know sorry far cry <laughs> they're hard to keep track of it at this point like far cry to me is like just an amorphous blob like kind of like a call of duty or an assassin's creed sort of franchise now we like i'm sure some of them are good like i know people really like especially if you stand out games and they're they're probably fun but like i it's just like it's like one of those um i was at, <laughs> I was at a festival yesterday and there was like one of those jars and it was like how many balls are inside this jar and you have to guess and that's like Far Cry it's like how many Far Cry games are on this
0: console?
1: Like, I don't know maybe 32?
0: <laughs> I know what you mean yeah for me Far Cry is a series that I never know what's going on with it unless it is like you know there's always the big trailer at one of the events that happens throughout the year mm-hmm. and then the only other time you see it is like when you actually go you know, once every few months to like an EB games and you see the big cardboard standee of like a military guy with a parachute and a gun. And like, maybe there's like something else going on and it just says Far Cry and the marketing's always really cool.
1: Yeah, or there's some dictator.
0: (laughs) There's a dictator, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's pretty much all I know. Um, Yeah, well anyways, interesting list. Um, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart hangs on at number 19 as well. Love to see that. That game deserves to be always eternally on this top 20 list, I would say.
1: (laughs) I don't know. 20 is not a big list. There are a lot of good games. No, it's not. And
0: yeah, (laughs) you're right. You're right. Okay. So next story here. Um, Now, this is moving away from PlayStation just towards games in general. And you brought up Breaking Bad with one Giancarlo Esposito uh, just a couple minutes ago. And so this is an interesting story that uh, came across a couple days ago over from Kotaku um basically suggesting that so siri vince gilligan is the creator of the breaking bad universe and so the the main guy um, with that series and apparently he at one time wanted to make a breaking bad game uh sort of like a gta clone based on the tv show and so now i don't remember have you seen breaking bad at all like do you think this would be a good match have, or like what do you I feel about seen this it,
1: i have seen it all the way through i i think it's it's kind of funny because like it makes sense i think you could put the breaking bad trappings on a lot of the gta gameplay and it would work but it's also kind of ironic in the terms of like it's so like like what people would get up to in the shenanigans in the game is so anti what breaking bad is actually about like not about romanticizing or like having fun being a drug lord and building an empire it's a hundred percent about like how fucked up that is and what that does to like a person and their family and their community and so there's just something kind of ironic about the idea of like making that style of a game fit Breaking Bad (laughs) but it would probably be fun.
0: (laughs) I know what you mean yeah and Breaking Bad to me too like that whole series is is so much for as much as it's about like the plot twists and the wacky kind of like unpredictable Mm -hmm. like things that happen in the show so much of it is about those quiet moments where the camera lingers on like a certain shot or like you Mm -hmm. follow someone through their morning routine and you like watch them brush their teeth and it for some reason Mm -hmm. creates tension or they have those small exchanges that happen and someone says something offhand and i think those are the things really about breaking bad that make it so special and so successful and i don't think those would translate that well into a game like this because it's not really Possible to have all those little interactions the same way and instead it's so much more like action focused, or at least that's what the players Mm -hmm. would make it, right? You're not gonna meticulously brush your teeth for fifteen minutes in a in like (laughs) a simulation game and have some weird offhanded conversation with a guy in an alley about like blue crystal meth or something, you know? Like it's just not quite the same (laughs) uh setup. But
1: yeah, Yeah, exactly. That and that's what I mean too, right? Like breaking bad is about the characters and it's about like a deconstruction of like that kind of lifestyle and like how dangerous and like you know like the, the fallout of that kind of thing and gta is like i know gTA kind of has that kind of commentary in its main story but like a lot of how like the sandboxy elements are really just like stick around and do funny stuff and like it's just it's so bizarre of appearing um, but i mean you could you badger could show So, like, you know, there's a plus there. It's true. (laughs) Remember Badger?
0: Uh, Oh, my God. How could I forget Badger? And Combo. And, like, all these guys. Skinny Pete.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Skinny Pete. And, like, Tuco was genuinely, like, a fantastic villain. Well, I mean, That guy, so much energy into the role. Have you seen Tuco with Thanos?
0: I have. I have. And I'll just tell you now, if you watch Better Call Saul, Kate, you might get to see Tuco make an appearance in some of the seasons of that show. Like it it might be worth
1: watching. I watched a little bit of it and I really need to get back to it. I think I watched the first season and it's so fucking good, but I just, I'm bad at watching TV. So I have to really get back on it.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm terrible at watching TV, but I'll tell you what, I'm all caught up and the Better Call Saul season finale is out. Folks, if you're listening to this podcast on the Monday when it comes out, the, the finale is tonight. It's tonight, Monday night, everybody. Look forward to it. Like, We're...
1: is it the final, final? It's the final, the, the serious
0: finale. Yeah.
1: Ooh, yeah. I love Saul. Saul Goodman is like got to be one of the best TV show characters of all time. Oh yeah, and, and Mike is in it. Mike is even better of a character.
0: Oh man, yeah, you got to watch Better Call Saul. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. Okay. Um, one. Okay. <laughs> getting back to the story though, I think that GTA should do yeah. like a DLC, like a free update where like Jesse Pinkman and Walter White come into mm-hmm. like couldn't you imagine like a, some kind of dlc setup where like Saul saul's office goes in there and then uh in in like gta and then you have to go in there and he's given you like missions and you got to complete them with walter and jesse as like your side characters like that would be mm-hmm. really really cool. Be cool i might even play gta for for that, like, to that, complete those yeah,
1: that might do it <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right let's talk about our next story and this is um actually there was a somewhat of a video game showcase that happened Um, Over the last I believe it was on the 12th. So a couple days ago Um, But there was a THQ Nordic digital showcase and of course THQ Nordic is just that big publishing giant that has acquired seemingly hundreds of different IPs and doesn't release that many games So it was pretty cool uh, to see them show some games off and there was there was actually quite a few things shown in this uh, Showcase even though like half of them were sort of military strategy games of different levels of like colonial takeover uh, which I don't know if I really love that type of stuff. But um, yeah, like maybe we'll just pick out a couple of favorites. So what stuck out to you the most, Kate?
1: So I I through and I, I watched all these. And I'll be honest, there was only one game that really stood out to me uh, that I think I'd play. And it is the first game on the list. And that's the Alone in the Dark, like a new Alone in the Dark game. Yeah. And it's being made by the, like the writer of Amnesia is in here and like some Soma devs and like, it just looks so creepy and so good and it's got that like southern gothic horror and there's something about that like that kind of style like that um like biohazard too like it's just those creepy southern families <laughs> like they're the scariest thing known to man aside from maybe like weird dolls
0: well, there's <laughs> dolls in this trailer live don't isn't this yeah. the one where the dolls are like getting hung by the like a noose from the roof and then the, the little girls that was,
1: like yeah or is that a different there's one? like a girl there is there is like someone that gets new stuff but i think it's like a real lady mm, mm-hmm.
0: oh yes <laughs> so. yes yes this but is the like, one where there's, there's a is, like a body or something in a body bag and it does like a setup on a on a deathbed right
1: geez i don't i don't know um yeah there was no a couple I'm horror games
0: it. in here but
1: there's a couple horror games oh you're right yeah this one definitely is hanging dolls and someone hangs themselves by the dolls and then it's kind of got like like almost like a resident evil style like monsters that you you seem to get a gun to shoot and it just looks like just a, like a high quality horror game, which they're not always of the highest quality. So to get a new good one looks good.
0: <laughs> yeah. We got a lot of horror games the last little bit. I feel like in terms of announcement, like a Callisto Protocol announced. and all those. Yeah.
1: Yeah, A lot yeah. announced, but none have yet to come out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, number one for me from this showcase is I think it's going to be Rec Nation or Recreation, yeah. I guess it's called, mm-hmm. um, which I think just looks really cool. And, I don't know if i'm just into this right now because of a couple episodes ago i remember we were we were talking about like a game we'd love to see come back or games we want to see return or something like that and i said mod nation racers because i think it was really held back by like the the, the hardware at the time with having to load like all the custom stuff in and this looks sort of like that and you know like people will know like i'm a big burnout fan um, never really played a lot of Need for Speed, but if I could get some type of burnout game that sort of has those Mod Nation racer elements, like, you know, building custom tracks, like I don't like to build the tracks, but having infinite tracks that other people build, that's a really cool thing. And this trailer seemed to indicate, like, you could sort of edit the track as it's being raced on. Like, I don't know if you watch the whole thing, but there's sort of this one instance where someone puts a ramp down, Um, just past like the finish line of a course like as someone's still racing on it and I just thought well that's pretty interesting if you could potentially have races and like someone is adding to the course as you're going like that sounds really hectic and and very fun Mm -hmm.
1: yeah that does sound fun that sounds like the kind of game where like I want it for a weekend like I wish video game rentals were still a thing because I want to rent that and have like a blast one weekend and then not play it again
0: right (laughs) yeah fair enough um anything else for you
1: I'll be honest, the rest of this trailer, like you said, there's a lot of like kind of like army strategy game like military strategy games. There's like a few like space exploration things. Mm-hmm. And it's just not really my like there's a SpongeBob game and like Yeah I guess if you like SpongeBob. That's exciting.
0: <laughs> I was going to bring that up. I'm shocked to see another SpongeBob game. I guess that remaster they did of that GameCube game, what is it, rehydrated or whatever? That must have done really well for them to have this come up so quickly.
1: Yeah, it's like a 3D platformer, I think. And, like, yeah. SpongeBob 2 recently was, like, they made that fighting game where he's in as well. Like, there's just a lot of... I. I'm just always shocked that SpongeBob is still relevant. Like... Is the isn't the show even still being made? I don't know.
0: That's a good question. That's a good question. I'm not sure. I'm surprised, Kate, that you weren't all about *Way of the Hunter* the the hunting game at the end I, I was i was looking at that trailer and i was like man this is this is a Kate game if i've ever seen one you know i could imagine Kate getting out there pulling that rifle on that on those oxes or whatever you find and... well
1: you know you know me i'm all about this shooting defenseless animals <laughs> um, i will say though i went to um like an arcade recently. And we played like that big like game hunter. Oh, the Capella
0: Gabella's big game hunting.
1: Yeah, like like whatever it was, and we're like, oh, just for fun, like you know, we tried all the games we care about, and the- we got some tickets left. Like we'll do this game hunter. And I don't know what it was about it, but I was so fucking good at that game <laughs> like, <laughs> for no discernible reason. Like I don't know, maybe I put my like duck hunt hours in as a kid or what, but I was I was so like unbelievably good. So maybe, maybe if there's a pro scene for Way of the Hunter, <laughs> I could get into it. That's um, amazing. But otherwise... Otherwise, watching the trailer just kind of made me think I need to finish Red Dead Redemption Two, and I'd just much rather play Red Dead. Than yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, to that game's credit, it did have pretty nice environments. You know, I wonder if it's. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if it's gonna. I don't know. Lead to a cool environment for a game that's not about hunting from another studio in the future. Who knows? Uh, you know, in seriousness though, the other game, the only other game I really wanted to bring up, and I'm surprised you didn't kind of get caught by it, was um, that game Gothic the remake i I thought it looked pretty cool it's kind of like you know i don't want to say souls but it's like it's like a dark kind of creepy type of setting i thought maybe it would have would have done something i was i was a little interested in it even though i'm i'm really not familiar with gothic i've never heard of that game before
1: yeah i think the problem with this one for me is it was just a teaser trailer so there was no gameplay or really like tons to latch on to like it looked really nice and the mines just kept getting bigger and bigger and like you know it's probably really exciting if you had played gothic before but i've never heard of it and i think it's just one of those things where it, like being a teaser trailer nothing stood out about it aside from like there's like 30 other medieval fantasy games that i've seen trailers for and have my eye on and like you know, may, maybe in like three years when they're ready for the gameplay trailer, I might get into it.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the main thing, isn't it?
1: Yeah.
0: yeah fair enough. Okay. Well, yeah. Check out that that uh, showcase. Like I said, it's, it's actually reasonably like jam packed full of stuff. So especially mm-hmm. if you're into strategy games, uh, give that one a look. But uh, for now, let's move on to our last main story of the show, which is that, man, there's been a lot of video game delays recently. Uh, and so let's just like, Instead of taking any single one of them as a, like a news story, you know, it's not the most exciting thing to think about. But um, just for fun, I have a list here from Digital Trends of every video game delay that's happened in 2022. You guys ready? Let me get a drink of water. Hold on.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, go make a cup of tea real quick. All
0: right, here we go. This is a list of every game so far that's been delayed this year. King Arthur, A Knight's Tale, Evil Dead the Game. Roller Champions, Starship Troopers, Terran Command, Redout 2, never heard of that. MX vs. ATV Legends, Endling Extinction is Forever, Dying Light 2, Stay Human Cloud version, Two Point Campus, Rumbleverse, Immortality, Sons of the Forest, Warhammer 40k Dark Tide, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, um, PS5 and Xbox Series X version, Life is Strange Remastered Collection for Nintendo Switch, Forspoken, um Season a letter to the future Kerbal Space Program 2 Chia Oh I remember Chia that game looked good
1: Yeah it looked good
0: <laughs> Damn uh Flintlock see the siege of dawn the day before Marvel's Midnight Suns Suicide Squad kill the Justice League EA Sports PGA Tour sequel to oh the breath of the wild sequel was that ever really announced for this year I guess It was I think it was
1: like a vague like Vague, like hopefully 2022 that nobody believed Mm -hmm. right
0: right well anyway (laughs) that's been delayed um blazing strike redfall starfield homeworld 3 test drive unlimited replaced uh grand blue fantasy relink arc 2 the invincible stalker 2 the sea of sea of stars now that's a sad one kate that's the one that's the sequel to uh what's the game the messenger i was really looking forward to that um, okay, here we go. More Star Wars Hunters, Ark Raiders, uh, Avatar: Frontiers of Pandora, The Settlers, Advance Wars One and Two Reboot Camp, ExoMecha, Prince of Persia: The Sands of Time remake, Toy Soldiers HD for Nintendo Switch, Lord of the Rings: Gollum, Hill Agency, uh, and as of yesterday, not on this list, Hogwarts Legacy, uh, which right. is the main reason we were talking about. <clears throat> we were going to talk about that delay um as a news story here and then thought you know what like fuck it why the hell not just read this entire list and so there you go folks um kate i need some more water so i'll turn it over to like what the heck is going on um and i guess another follow-up question with all these delays obviously we're we're missing out on a lot of games this year that were supposed to be coming out uh mainly like midnight suns i know we were excited for uh we still have ragnarok of course but what other games this year that are actually coming out are you most looking forward to and do you hope that are, are not part of this delay train oh another one that wasn't on that list um uh, what's the one i'm looking forward to metal slug tactics rip
1: oh metal slug, yeah metal slug tactics geez i mean that's a lot that seems like a lot especially when you consider that those are just the ones that like said that had release dates not all the games that like They just never specified the time and, like, maybe could have come out in 2022. And then we're like, oh, shit, we're not even close and, like, pushed it back more. So, like, it seems like a lot. Then I wonder, like, is it more or less than last year? Because last year was just, like, delay central as well.
0: It seems like like it's the same pattern, you know? The stuff from the back half of the year getting delayed into the spring. It's happening again.
1: mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, which kinda of sucks. But I don't know. There's still a lot of stuff to look forward to and it's a tough question. Because a lot of things I'm looking forward to are like not even release date. Um right. like we talked about it on the other on the last show. Uh, I'm really excited for the new Plague Tale. Uh, which does have a release date. It's coming out I think next month. It's the tenth uh, of next is, month.
0: It's like you're less than a month than away.
1: Month. Less than a month away. I'm so I'm super stoked. Like that's gonna be a day one play for me. Um, the other game I'm really excited about that doesn't have a date yet, but is still said to be 2022, so they better like, you know, get into gear soon. Is Metal Hellsinger. Yes. Like, we played the demo for that. It came out recently. Um, that's the like rhythm shooter with the amazing metal soundtrack, which sounds like so fucking good. I want to play it. <laughs> but like a lot of other stuff, it's like I don't know if it's ever gonna come out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, obviously you've got uh, Team Cherry's little game um, there, which we don't Team have
1: Cherry, a date for. for. I mean, Alan Wake Two is another one I'm really looking forward to, um, and the new Dead Space remake. I think was supposed to come out sometime this year, so we'll see. Oh,
0: was it? I thought that was um, next year. The other game, maybe, maybe I'm wrong.
1: Yeah, maybe it's next year yeah. The the other game I was thinking I thought about that I one curious if you remember was Steel Rising. It was in, like, one or two small presentations for, like, E3, like, two years ago, but it's that really cool, like, steampunky-looking action game, and it recently got, like, a five-minute, like, gameplay trailer, and, like, I didn't see it basically anywhere. Like, it was so under-marketed, but this big gameplay trailer came out from IGN, and it genuinely looks, like, pretty freaking
0: cool oh you know it's what like, now that i google it, it
1: kind of people yes like, yeah it's like steampunky kind of action rpg kind of game and it I just remember looks this. like yeah it looks so good
0: right the girl with like the porcelain doll face nearly i guess but they're mm-hmm. like androids or mechs. yeah that did look cool that's yeah. interesting good pick very niche mm. i like it i guess uh, yeah for me like i don't know i feel like yeah this is just another like you're right this is a repeat of last year with like the back half of the year delays and you know, it just is what it is. But for me, what am I looking forward to? Well, I mean, Ragnarok, obviously. Um, I mentioned the, the Insomniac games as well as like two that are really there for me. But I don't think they're supposed to be out this year. Or maybe, maybe Spider-Man 2 was supposed to be. I don't I don't remember now. But um, Splatoon 3 comes out in September on the 9th. And so that's one I've got my eye on it. I'm, I'm really not sure if I'm going to grab it. If it's more of the same, I feel like I'm not. Just because I found the single player was so weak in Splatoon too and if you know the online's only good for so long while well, your friends still want to play all the time and like it mm-hmm. has the community and whatnot but you know I, I like to have a good single player as well in a game like splatoon because if i take my switch somewhere you know i don't like to play online like or you might not have the best internet or something yeah. like that
1: and especially because there is no couch co-op in that game like i think that mm-hmm. is like that's what three needs like that is exactly the kind of game like you have some friends over and like you obviously can play it a little bit more competitively but it's also like a mario party kind of game right where it's just it's just like a fun party game to sit around and exactly hang out with. yeah
0: exactly i don't know if it has if it's supposed to have a uh, couch co-op i should probably look into it but i don't know i'm just like literally i've blocked splatoon 3 from my mind i'm like i'm gonna wait and see what the reviews say and like what everyone's yeah. saying about it and then i'll just not get my hopes up and forget it about it until then right but yeah, you know, like we were talking, we were joking around, though, like a lot of the games specifically getting delayed are like the games I've been looking forward to. Like, <laughs> yeah. like it's it was Metal Slug Tactics. It was Forspoken. It was, um, oh, what was Midnight that other one? Suns. Midnight You're Suns. Done? Yeah. And then yeah. there was one other one, too, that was just on that list. Um, and I forget now. But anyway, it's like, yeah, it's all my games, <laughs> which is kind of depressing. I'm just going through a list now, of like everything coming out this year still. Oh, it was Sea of Stars. Have stars, um, yeah. I am excited for Mario and rabbit Spark of Hope in, in October. Um, Although, although, <clears throat> since it's a Ubisoft game, it'll go on sale for like 20 bucks within six months. And so I'll probably wait and pick mm-hmm. that one up on a deal, you know. Um, seems to make a lot of sense to do it that way. And then, you know, I'm always holding out hope, Kate, for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet in November. I mean, just got to wait and see what those oh end God. up being like. November, this yeah. This
1: is so a- oh, soon. Yeah. See, that... they they did what splatoon couldn't and they're like we have co-op it's like oh shit like that might be the thing like i you know you know how jaded i am on that series i'm like i'll never buy a pokemon game again but it's like oh i i could play with my friends like damn it (laughs) (laughs) i can ride those stupid bikes with them like damn it yeah damn
0: (laughs) (laughs) how how should splatoon feel if if pokemon lands co-op gameplay better than a game like splatoon which is literally built around multiplayer it's
1: exclusively multiplayer like
0: yeah. yeah the first one was exclusively multiplayer i don't think it had any single player and so like and it's like a newer franchise you know like pokemon is one of those like the slowest like you say the slowest moving franchises on the planet and imagine if they get co-op before uh right? splatoon on po- the couch
1: pokemon is pokemon is a slugma you could say <laughs> <laughs> they're moving at a meg cargo pace. yeah more like a slack
0: offer or something like that you could say.
1: <laughs> i guess to be fair it's not couch co-op like you your buddies need to have a copy of the game and like it's hard to say like what the extent of the co-op is like can you actually play the whole game together can you just like get together in these small areas to like you know run around for an hour and then not make progress on your own game so it's it's hard to say but you know potentially co-op you can do anything in any order they've got like a pepper crocodile
0: <laughs> yeah Fui coco
1: fooie coco like, I they're think... really yeah that's him. like they're really trying to play on my like stockholm syndrome here on with this one <laughs>
0: <laughs> they are you know what i i will say like i am more optimistic about this game than i have been for pokemon in a while
1: Just Mm -hmm. because
0: of like how much I really did enjoy Arceus and like applying some of those principles to more of a traditional Pokemon game where the world has a bit more to, to do in it instead of just going to those like those environments that, you know, there's like four different environments in Arceus you can go around, but it's not like a true world where you can run around and really be open. And so if they're able to like kind of mix those two styles together, like that does lead me to be optimistic. But then at the same time, I just don't know how much I can trust them to deliver, and so it's yeah, just gotta wait and see what it is. But I'm I'm looking exactly. forward to it. You know, I'm looking exactly.
1: forward to it. It was it was a good trailer, but it's like really gonna wait and see what the final game looks like. Like exactly. that is not like, like Ragnarok. You're like I could buy Ragnarok right now, and I know I'm gonna love it when it comes out. I would n- I would like not buy the new Pokemon game with a gun to my head just because. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> It'll be good. Right, yeah,
0: no, that's, I mean that makes sense. They really got to earn a lot of people's trust back, and obviously, mm-hmm. a game like Ragnarok. I mean, people will blindly like—I don't know—they could tell me that I should, I should jump off a cliff, and I probably would. You know, like I would do anything to play Ragnarok. <laughs> it just
1: right. that's the Ragnarok's way it is. to the bottom of that cliff, I could play it today. <laughs> yeah,
0: all you got to do is get in this lion enclosure for 15 minutes, and you'll be fine. You can play Ragnarok afterwards. <laughs>
1: Dude, I get to hang out with a lion and play Ragnarok. Oh man! Hashtag, I live with devil. It's fine. I'm trained for this. That's we true. Got it.
0: That's true. You've been training. <laughs> You've been training for a while with that guy. Oh my god. All right. Well, speaking of lions, let's move on to our last news story, which of course uh, was a well-planted segue by me um, to move on, <laughs> to to talk about our, our lighter side story for this this week, which is that there was just a really interesting unity tech demo running on the ps5 which was uh, posted on push square um on thursday of this week and it is uh created now you recognize the studio that was kind of credited for this and i wasn't aware of them but this is just basically someone's taking the unity engine and created what is an extremely lifelike recreation of a lion Uh, a big like you know big think of like big adult male lion with a huge mane and all this playing with a small lion cub in the desert and just the way that they move and like their hair in the sand and the environment, it just, it looks really amazing. Like similar to when we saw that um, Unreal Engine demo, you remember where that girl was going through the, the that sandy terrain? Yeah. Like it's just another one of these super high quality trailers. And it just makes you so excited to see this kind of thing and be like, how long is it till our games actually look like this while we're playing them? Because, wow, it's something else.
1: Yeah, it is incredible. Like, we'll link it below, and, like, it's worth watching. Like, even if you're not a big game person, like, it's just incredible, like, seeing how far the technology comes, and I'm not exactly sure how it translates to games, right, because there's a lot of different studios that are credited for this, and one of the big ones I recognized was, was Weta Digital, and they're, like, a massive VFX studio. They work on a lot of, like, big high-budget films, like a lot of Marvel stuff, and, like, the, new, the newest Batman they worked on, um, stuff like that, and so... Like VFX and games are I think it's a lot different than doing VFX in movies, right? Like it's a very like I I mean, I'm not an expert by any sense, but like I think the approach is different because like a movie is a movie, you watch it, right? But a game is interactive and so like there's so many more variables that or like so many different variables that change the approach. So I don't know like because we can do a demo of something that's beautiful, we can make a game of something that's beautiful, but like you look at stuff like the new first spoken game if that comes out looking the way like the trailers make it look like like holy fuck like on one hand i'm excited on the other hand i don't want to have to buy a new computer <laughs> like, <laughs> like mine was so expensive like how do you run something like that
0: <laughs> yeah no that's true and like this was running apparently on a ps5 i'm just reading the article now it's running on a ps5 um at 4k with 30 frames a second so I mean, I'm sure PC people could say like you could probably up that quite a bit, you know, you can get the frame rate up and all this stuff, but um, yeah, I don't like as far as it translating to games. That's a good question. I I mean, yeah, there, I don't know anything about game development, just like you said, and I'm sure it's a very different skill set and like animation style you would you would do for like these type of things, but at the same time, I think just what's cool about it is like this is a game engine like they make games Mm -hmm. in this engine like this could run this is running on a ps5 right like it's not out of the realm of possibility that some of these techniques or like this level of of design could be put in a game it just depends if they can i guess get it to work in the same way as they do in
1: film i i think that's why you see a lot of games like all the racing games look so incredibly gorgeous because like you're sort of just stuck in a track and there's only like, it, it's very small in terms of like what, what you can actually interact with. And like the backgrounds are all like incredible and the environments are all amazing, but you're not really like, you're not going out in the environment and chopping down the trees or like that kind of stuff. And so I think this is kind of similar in that sense of like, oh my God, this is the most amazing cutscene, But now what if you're like, you know, what if you're another lion and you've got to like run into these lions and fight them? And now it's like a whole different
0: yeah, kind of ones. No, for sure. I, like, I think that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. But then you I mean, you look at games like Red Dead Redemption two, and that game is that's is beautiful true. in its own right. And it's like, wow, you can play that, you know, and um, I think it's just that's like true. such and a slow process to get to get it to be like yeah. realistic and um, playable as well.
1: That's true. And Red Dead Redemption is almost five years old now, which is outrageous, because that's still one of the best looking games ever made. And like that, like, yeah, you can do everything, like all those animals running around, like, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna shoot them. Or like, you know, if you run over them, your horse might accidentally trample a rat, like, it's horrible. But like, you know, and then the trains go by, and it's like, well, did you want to jump on that train? Because you can. And like, it's just, that game, I don't think, like... I'll ever forget playing Red Dead Redemption for the first time because like, holy shit, you just watch some of those areas that you run past and it is incredibly gorgeous.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, it just makes me excited. Like, you know, for the next wave yeah. of like really big yeah. games, you know what I mean? Like, what is Ragnarok yeah. gonna look like when we see it? Like, I know I know, we haven't really had like the next big thing from, from like major studios yet, right? Like, what does GTA mm-hmm. 6 look like when that comes out? There was some like news they finally been talking about. Um, shutting like the rocks just talking about rockstar now like they've been talking about shutting down the the um updates for uh red dead redemption 2 and like working on uh gta 6 full time now and like a bunch of stuff about that but like red dead redemption 2 is amazing looking uh gta 6 like by the time it comes out in a few years like that's probably going to be like the the new gold standard in terms of that type of um open world design and all that kind of stuff so yeah very cool very cool um Yeah, well, anyways, I think that's going to close us out for today's show. So once again, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. Um, A reminder here at the end of the show that if you have any questions or comments for us, or you'd like us to discuss something else more in depth, you know, answer really any kind of question or just read your story out online, you can get in touch with us at circlesandsquarespod at gmail.com or on Twitter with all of our links below. So they will all be down there for you if you wish to get in touch. Um, one other little piece of news is that like we uh, reminded everyone, I think the last couple episodes, we are now supportable on Anchor uh, for just a dollar a month. You can donate to our show. Um, we don't take any of the proceeds. We're donating um, all the money we raise for the rest of the year uh, to ProChoice.org slash donate to help uh, support women's rights um, within the United States. So uh, it's a great cause. And if anyone has an extra dollar laying around, you can subscribe to our show. We will make sure it is donated to that for you. Uh, rather than you know you don't need a pack of gum folks you can donate a dollar to us a month and it'll be a much better use of your of your dollar so um, thank you to everyone that already does that Um, we really appreciate you and for that uh, I think that's going to close us out Kate so we'll see everyone again next week um, for a regular episode of the show and talk about some great video games so take care of yourself and we'll see you all then